Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So experiencing the world without chemically altering your brain is apparently going out of style. The use of cannabis and psychedelic drugs among U.S. adults hit all-time highs last year, according to the annual Monitoring the Future study from the University of Michigan. And I love the Monitoring of the Future studies from the University of Michigan, uh, which is in Ann Arbor, by the way, which is right there on the... The map. The milestone, uh, decades in the making, could be fueled by several factors. Loosened laws around these substances, uh, you think. Uh, changing public perception on hallucinogens, yeah. And more Americans self-medicating for mental health issues, uh, yeah. So here's some stats on uh, cannabis. 44% of young adults, 19 to 30, and 28% of adults, 35 to 50 reported using marijuana in the prior 12 months. Wow, it's a record high for each age group. More than 11% of young adults said they used cannabis on at least 20 of the prior 30 days. <laughs> uh, that's double the share from a decade ago. Wow. Psychedelics also up. About 8% of young adults said they used mind-altering drugs like MDMA and psilocybin. Uh, in the prior 12 months, more than double the rate from 2012. Wow. And they talk about in the study where uh, psychedelics are being used in Silicon Valley and microdosing has become a cornerstone of corporate culture. Uh, tech elites have swapped out uh, you know, booze with uh, ketamine, LSD, magic mushrooms. Uh, you know, well, we're alleviating anxiety. Uh-huh. Okay. And we're trying to come up with this new revolutionary business idea. Oh, oh okay. All right. So the number of American workers testing positive for marijuana hit a 25-year record last year. Wow, that's according to a survey from Quest Diagnostics. Now, more than two-thirds of the states allow medical or recreational use of cannabis, and a flurry of medical studies into psychedelics has shown that, well, you know, could be beneficial. Ah, you know, it might be beneficial. <laughs> so, uh, maybe we need a little bit more time to figure that out, but no. No, we don't, because we're going to start doing psychedelics right now. Wow. Wow. Incredible uh, what's happening in the world today. But I must say, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily opposed to the use of uh, marijuana. Maybe it'll help me feel better from this uh, plague that I have. I don't know. I don't know. We'll give it a shot. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Speaking of uh, using uh, psychedelics and other uh, medicinal drugs, I see where Burning Man uh, started this uh, weekend. I always wanted to go. You know that. If you've listened to this show any length of time, you know I always wanted to go to Burning Man. And we have another year 
uh, for Burning Man that is not going to be attended by me. So it started yesterday. For those of you listening live, today is the 28th of August, 2023. So it started on the 27th and it's going until the 4th of September. Black Rock City out there in the Nevada desert. Uh, Nothing but fun. I see where some of the people who are, you know, Burning Man regulars for years are not going this year. Uh, Really strange. I saw where, what's his face? Andre Marcus, which is, I mean, he's Mr. Burning Man and has been for a number of years. Uh, He says he's not going. 2016, Burning Man has been one of the most epic, ecstatic experiences of my life. I met my wife there. We got married on the playa. It is one of my favorite places on planet Earth, and I'm not going this year. I started to see some things at Burning Man that started to concern me a little bit. Oh, no. As I've seen it evolve since 2016, there's been some trends that have been, to me, frankly, a little bit disturbing. I waited too long. The politics of the large players that are on the playa where this used to have this feeling of everybody just throws an experience and it's all kind of coordinated based on people's desires and there's not a lot of politicking and rules last year's burning man there was issues with the politics between the main brands of the art cars that were there and then the new brands that were coming up which very much mimicked the win-lose dynamics of the corporate world we're trying to get away from that we're trying to evolve that's right some issues with the psychology of it. There's starting to be some of the, what I would call animosity instead of radical inclusion, animosity between different types of people who burn. So some people who think they are the true burners and then the people who are staying in RVs are not the true burners. There starts to be this internal conflict which is kind of eroding this sense of everybody being fully welcome to just experience this experience and be supported by the larger community. Oh no, okay. So that's enough from him. He goes on for another couple of minutes uh, talking about what a wonderful thing it is and how he's bummed that he's not going to be there so it looks like burning man is uh, starting to fall apart that having been said of course we saw where there are climate activists blocking the roads in uh, into burning man this year in nevada amazing climate activists are protesting burning man uh, what are you kidding me so and what was great on the footage is that tribal rangers just rammed the climate group <laughs> It was pretty amazing. And I don't know why it doesn't happen in other places around the world, but they attempted to halt, uh, you know, the music festival uh, and stop traffic. All right. They demanded the festival ban the use of private jets and single use plastics, along with addressing uh, other environmental issues. Uh huh. So we're just going to block the road. Uh, going into Burning Man. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. An officer uh, rammed the the trailer that they had blocking the road, pushed it out of the way, picked up the trash, arrested the uh, environmentalist, pulled guns, got him handcuffed, and got him the hell out of there. Why doesn't that happen around the globe? Stop it. You can't stop traffic you make no friends doing that plus but i mean burning man is uh you know starting to come apart at the seams anyway big surprise too that uh, audrey is not going because i see where he also has another big event that he's creating uh called arcadia which i'm sure has nothing to do with him not going to burning man but 
you know. <laughs> I'm sure absolutely has nothing to do with it. It's just a coincidence. And I see we're firing hurricane season back up again. Uh, tropical storm Idalia. Uh, looks like it's going to uh, hit Florida. Uh, looks like it may strengthen to hurricane force storm, but it is uh, coming into the Gulf of Mexico as we speak and is looking to make landfall sometime uh, midweek. As I said, today is Monday, the 28th of August 2023. It looks like uh, Tampa Bay is still in the cone of death. Uh, the wobble could uh, be a direct hit for Tampa Bay, although I will say this. Uh, this will be another uh, test on what that scientist told me a few years ago about Tampa Bay. And that is that uh, when the storms come up into the Gulf and it gets too uh, close to Tampa Bay, it uh, it's too low. So it veers to the north and east or north and west a little bit before it swerves back east again to make the turn into uh, into land. So we'll see if that holds true with this storm as well. Uh, if you look at the way they have uh, the cone, it looks like uh, Tampa Bay is on the uh, southern end of the cone, and then it's up into the up into the armpit of Florida where it could make landfall uh, on uh, Wednesday. But uh, we'll see if it goes farther north before turning east uh, once it gets closer to Tampa Bay. And if that happens, that will prove him, that scientist, correct. And it'll prove uh, that uh, what I said in the past, that it, uh, Tampa Bay may not get a direct hit. Now, that having been said, if Tampa Bay gets a direct hit, ooh, uh, that means uh, the scientist was not correct and neither was I. So be safe and be prepared, <laughs> uh, for sure, if you're in Florida, man. Be safe and be prepared. And if you have time and can afford it and are able to do it, get out of there, man. Get out of there. But it's tough because if you go south, I mean, the storm might turn south. If you go north, it might go farther north. You might not be able to outrun it. I know. So just be safe and uh, be prepared. You know, I saw a story uh, the end of last week about T-Mobile uh, planning on cutting 5,000 jobs, which is about 7% of its workforce. Pretty incredible. And, and I'm a, you know, a T-Mobile uh, customer now since they bought out Sprint. I was with Sprint for you know a long time. They were always really good to me. And the deal that I have from Sprint that carried over to T-Mobile is a, a good deal, and I'm, I'm happy with them. I was just in a T-Mobile store not too long ago when I was picking up my my new Samsung phone, the, uh, uh, what is this phone? I think it's a S23 Ultra is the one I have. Yeah, the Galaxy S23 Ultra. So I traded phones and we were in there and we had to wait for them to swap the information from the old phone to the new phone and I'm just hanging out. And uh, my wife was with me and she ran next door to Target, uh, one of those Starbucks. I know, I know, don't, don't look at me like that. It's right there, she wanted to go. So what are you gonna say, no? And so I'm just hanging out at T-Mobile, and it's a Friday afternoon, early evening, and there was a lot of employees at the store, and the guy that waited on us was really nice. He was a good guy, and he just I was talking to him, and there maybe was a couple of customers in and out during the time I was there, not very many. And I looked at him like, wow, this is the slowest I have seen this store ever. 
since I've been coming in here. And he was like, yeah, it, it, uh, it gets busy sometimes, once in a while, but uh, not too not too bad lately. And I mean, they had a lot of employees running around. The store was, they were all nice. The store was clean. They were ready to help. And they were, it was great. But I mean, they can't stay, I mean, with no customers, hello. Well, then I see the story where T-Mobile is saying, yeah, hey, you know, we're going to cut 5,000 jobs. I mean, yeah. Now, they claim in this story that it's going to be uh, corporate and back office roles as well as some technology positions. They say retail and customer service teams will not be a part of the cuts. Uh-huh. So we'll see. We'll see if that's true for now. But I will say that it was definitely noticeable. And I don't know why that would be. Is it because more and more people are doing their business online? I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's it. Uh, you know, I, I think T-Mobile's business is fine. I haven't seen their books. I'm sure they're, you know, they're fine, but I don't know that. Uh, I have not been dissatisfied with their service. Every company has their complainers and every company has their, uh, you know, well, we love them. I don't, I don't love them. I don't hate them. They do a fine job. They provide a service and they're happy to take my money. So that's where we're at business-wise. But without any customers coming into the stores, man, I don't know how those stores stay open. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. I desperately need something cold to drink. I am so I'm so stuffed up. I got some kind of plague happening, some kind of mung. But I'm here. I'm here. So, you know, you're welcome. You can always uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR or X. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFatAtTheBlaze.com. You can order a cameo from me uh, at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free, but, uh, you know, you just order a cameo and I do what you what you ask, you know. For the most part, you're, you know, you're, I had, I had to re, (laughs) I had to re-advise, re-advise, yeah, Uh, someone uh, was thinking that they they were were my pimp daddy on, uh, on Cameo, no, that's not the way it works, okay, Cameo is my pimp, that makes me the hooker, and that makes you the John. Okay, that's the way that works. Sorry about it. <laughs> so I just I'm just letting you know. I can't wait for Equalizer Three. Okay, it's coming out this weekend. I was looking. All right, so it's supposed to start September first, and it looks like they're going to start having uh, theaters open with it on Thursday. I may have to go Thursday afternoon. I was thinking maybe I'd jump in a Friday afternoon. Uh, Equalizer 3 show, but I could go to the Thursday afternoon show and then we could talk about it on Friday because I am fired up about Equalizer 3. Denzel is probably one of my all-time favorite actors and he's doing Equalizer 3 and I have a feeling it's going to be the end. I don't want it to be the end. I don't want to walk out of Equalizer 3 crying. I don't want to do that, but it could be. It could be the end. Then I see a story where we're already talking about a Equalizer prequel. All right, because this is the end of Equalizer 3 with Denzel. Now, does it mean that he dies? I don't know, probably. Because uh, they're, I mean, they're already talking about prequels, right? So 
that means that it's over. Denzel's not going to do it anymore and or he's dead in the movie. However, uh, they're talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan or John David Washington could be a young, you know, Robert McCall in Equalizer, uh, you know, the prequel. I wonder who will get the job. I wonder who will get the job. Let's see. The Equalizer movies are done by Denzel Washington and John David Washington is Denzel's son. Huh. I wonder who you would get. Michael B. Jordan or John David Washington? I, I don't know. I don't know. You can, you choose. You figure it out who you want that. Although, it'd be fun. Uh, it'd be fun to have it happen. So, anyway. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Equalizer 3 this well, Thursday or Friday, depending on when I get in there. So last week we talked about uh, Brittany getting a divorce from hubby, uh, Sam Ashgari. Uh, and they've been fighting. We said stories about how they uh, were fighting and how Brittany had her head cracked open. And he was been quoted as saying that some of their, uh, some of their uh, fights have been intense. That's the word he used, intense. <laughs> and so that's been going on. So we have that divorce going on. Then inside that divorce, we have uh, rumors that Brittany was dating the help. Ah! So apparently she had some housekeeper, some guy that they hired to, you know, clean the house. Uh-huh. Uh, he was supposed to be the, you know, clean the toilets, mop the floors, pick up the trash. A do boy for Brittany, which I'm a fan of. Anyone, I, I'm a fan of having a, a do boy at any time. And uh, then uh, apparently uh, Brittany was uh, taking care of a little a business uh, with the do boy. <laughs> so, I mean, that could have brought on some fights. And they're saying that the guy who was the do boy. They didn't do any background check, and he was, uh, you know, had multiple misdemeanors, and even had a felony on his, on his record. But so what? Uh, it doesn't matter if he's in the house, you know, cleaning the toilets, and Brittany wants to, you know, take care of a little, a little business, and uh, Sam's not around. Uh, you're gonna do it, right? <laughs> uh, just incredible. Just incredible. So I thought the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal was done, but apparently not. Uh, I guess there's still an issue in Europe. So they just put a new proposal to, I guess, allay the concerns of the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. And the only, so they're the only global regulator left blocking the $69 billion deal. Okay, so now the tech giant says, hey, look, we'll sell cloud gaming rights to all current and future PC and console games to French gaming rival Ubisoft, including major franchises like Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft outside of the European economic area. <laughs> so we'll see if that deal, uh, what happens. I thought it was a done deal, but there I go thinking again. So congratulations are in order to Magnus Carlsen of Norway. He defeated uh, 18-year-old India boy to win the Chess World Cup of 2023. Remember, Magnus was in the news because he walked away from that uh, Hans Niemann chess match where he was saying Hans had the sex toy. <laughs> uh, he was just the sex toy to cheat. That's uh, hilarious. But uh, the uh, the kid from India... Ramesh Babu 
Ramesh Babu Pragnananda. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kid from India. He uh, Ramesh Babu. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. That already we already said that. Uh, he uh, he lost to uh, Magnus. So anyway, congratulations to Magnus Carlson as being uh, the the chess World Cup champion of 2023. When you mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who died today? Who died today? Well, we have to start with the most iconic, Bob Barker, uh, the iconic host of The Price is Right and so many other shows, has passed away at the age of 99. It was reported that he died peacefully at his home in the Hollywood Hills of California. Uh, his uh, his longtime spokesman, Roger Neal, said that uh, uh, Bob Barker has left us. So he's the guy, right? Uh, he's going to be buried uh, with his wife, who died back in 1981. Uh, he moved to California in 1950 to start his own radio program called Ah, The Bob Barker Show. And then uh, Ralph Edwards said, uh, Hey, uh, why don't you come and do Truth or Consequences on TV in 1956? And he did. And uh, then he got the prices right in 1972. Amazing. And that was a quite a run for uh, The Price is Right. Uh, 1972 to 2007. 19 Daytime Emmy Awards. 14 times Outstanding Game Show host. Four Outstanding Game Show Awards. Wow. Uh, he was uh, pretty amazing. Got in a Lifetime Achievement Award in 1995 from the Daytime Emmys. He's in the Television Hall of Fame. The National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was a longtime embassy to Miss Universe and Miss America pageants. He used to uh, host a New Year's Day Tournament of Roses parade. He was definitely a broadcasting trailblazer, Bob Barker. And he said he thanked... Uh, Adam Sandler for letting him act in his movies because he said, I came to Hollywood to be an actor and he was the only one that gave me a chance. Kind of funny line and also uh, promoting the movie as well. So Bob Barker, rest in peace, dead. And I know we all heard the jokes. He went as far as you could go without going over a dollar. Yeah, we got it. Bob Barker dead at the age of 99. Don't forget to spay and neuter your people or animals or Something like that. What was it again, Bob? I close everything, including interviews with help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Yeah, that was it. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Barker, at the age of 99. 
Also, who died today? Arlene Sorkin, the original voice of Harley Quinn from Batman, the animated series. She was also on Days of Our Lives. Uh, She has passed away at the age of 67. Uh, She did a bunch of stuff uh, for the animation world and on television. I think she's, I don't know how many Emmys she won on Days of Our Lives. But uh, she won a couple of Emmys and Outstanding Supporting Actresses. And she voiced uh, Harley Quinn in the 1992 episode of The Batman, the animated series, entitled Joker's Favor. And it was one er- one episode character. And they said, uh, no, uh, we need to use her some more. So she, you know, did Superman and New Batman and Gotham Girls and a whole bunch of stuff. And so uh, Arlene Sorkin, uh, dead at the age of 67. Very sad. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. No, her husband, Christopher Lloyd, is not the actor. It's the producer. Different Christopher Lloyd. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, 67. Why did she die? No, she didn't die of that. Okay? She'd been battling uh, multiple sclerosis for a long time. So stop thinking that she died of something else. Okay? Arlene Sorkin, uh, rest in peace, dead at the age of 67. Then we have Joe Wurzelbacher. Joe Wurzelbacher, dead at the age of 49 from pancreatic cancer. You uh, would remember Joe Wurzelbacher as Joe the Plumber. Uh, Joe the Plumber uh, was struggling with cancer, very bad pancreatic cancer. No one uh, that I know of has ever survived that. Uh, Maybe there is someone. Maybe you could say, my uncle did, but far as I know, no one survives that. And uh, very sad. And uh, so he has passed away. I know many of you donated to his cause uh, after hearing him on the Glenn Beck program uh, just uh, recently. So, uh, and I know that he was very appreciative of that. So Joe the Plumber, uh, dead at the age of 49. Rest in peace. Then we have Tom Courtney. Another who died today. Tom Courtney, the... uh, Sprinter, who seized Olympic gold with a leap, passes away at the age of 90. The Fordham University graduate who clenched a thrilling victory in the 800-meter run in the 1956 Melbourne Olympics. Of course, you remember that. Uh, Peacefully passed away at 90 years old in Naples, Florida. The cause of his death was uh, amyloidosis. Amyloidosis. Yeah, that's what I said. Amyloidosis. Yeah. He suffered from that, which is a rare uh, disease that occurs when a protein called amyloid builds up in your organs. So, very sad. Uh, rest in peace, Tom Courtney, uh, dead at 90 years of age. And then we have the death of a 74-year-old dairy farmer in Italy, uh, Giacomo uh, Uh He has passed away at the age of 74. I'm sure that's exactly how he wants his name pronounced from me. Uh, Giacomo Cipaparani. So uh, he is the owner of this uh, Cipaparani cheese-making company. And he was killed in a freak accident when giant shelves holding the 90-pound wheels of Grana Padano cheese suddenly buckled. Uh, I am not a fan of that. And every time I see these stories, I think one of two things. One, I always think that, was it an accident? (laughs) Was it an accident that thousands of wheels of hard Parmesan cheese collapsed on top of him? Okay, if you say so. Uh, Apparently, he was using a machine to rotate and clean the cheese wheels. 
and which is you know part of the various stages of the process and one of the metal shelves caved creating a domino effect and then he was uh you know crushed the storehouse stocked with twenty-five thousand wheels of cheese wow wow so uh, anyway very sad what makes me uh, so it's either a was it an accident b it makes me think of a good friend of mine joe larose who i tell the story so often when these stories uh pop up because joe was crushed by a pallet of nutty buddies and he was a really good friend of mine and he was working for a company and we all at that time were working in the some part of the grocery business and we all you know know pulling pallets and sometimes they get uh, overloaded and they start to lean one way or the other and you just push them back in the other direction until they level out and you're good and we've all done it you know a hundred times and only this time uh, joe could not uh hold the weight of this pallet full of ice cream bars and it fell on top of him and crushed him very sad he was a really good friend of mine and i i miss him to this day but i can't not think of him when i think of the 74 year old dairy farmer who you know was crushed by his wheels of hard parmesan cheese now i know that my friend joe was an accident but i'll just have to believe from the italian police that uh, giacomo giaparani that his death was an accident although Anytime we can start a movie with a guy getting crushed by wheels of Parmesan cheese, I feel like we know it's not an accident. But that's not what they say. So, okay, okay, it's an accident. Rest in peace, Giacomo Chiaparani, dead at the age of 74. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So have you had enough of the Trump mugshot yet? I mean, it was everywhere. Uh, Everyone is capitalizing on it. Uh, They claim that his campaign raised $7.1 million in funds as they were quick to sell everything from shirts to bumper stickers to koozies with the uh, tagline, never surrender. Although, you know, I know, and everyone did in its open territory for everyone to uh, sell Trump's mugshot on whatever they want. Uh, but the never surrender thing, I'm not quite sure I understand that because he did surrender. But hey, I digress. Whatever. I see where Green Day uh, has uh, start selling, started selling their own mugshot shirt, but their proceeds are going to go to the victims of the Maui fires. That's pretty. That's pretty cool of them to do that. Uh, and I know that uh, you know all the. Uh, 
all the apps were giving it the idea where you take your picture and you can superimpose your face over the Trump mugshot so you can do side-by-sides next to Trump. I just did my own uh, my own mugshot next to Donald Trump's mugshot. Uh, you know, I'm not going to use their little new app, but I mean, everyone's got one, okay? No big deal. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know it was funny. Sure, I used it for myself as well on X, okay? Back off me. <laughs> but I didn't do anything uh anything uh strange on any of the on any of the other apps. I don't have a TikTok channel yet. And I've been kind of uh questioning whether I want a TikTok channel or not. But uh I see where now they charge these teens in Kentucky with terroristic threatening. Um okay, what what does that mean? Well, that means that they were participating in a TikTok challenge and they said there were three separate incidences in this uh, Oldham County High School where the TikTok challenge encourages students to record a video of themselves telling a teacher there was a bomb or a gun in their backpack as a joke. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. So two 15-year-olds were charged with terroristic threatening in a second degree. In the second degree, one 15-year-old was charged with terroristic threatening in the third degree. We're not going to know their names because they're minors. Uh, they're trying to say, hey, uh, well, parents, don't let your kids participate in this TikTok challenge. You know, it's, it is rather interesting that uh, we're, instead of uh, telling the parents, hey, tell your kids, uh, don't be dumb, let's ban it. Let's just shut down TikTok altogether, okay? I mean, these TikTok challenges are getting out of control. Am I right? Who's with me? (laughs) So, I mean, lawmakers and school districts and states and the federal government, we just want to ban TikTok all, just ban it. And I... I am not a fan of banning. You can quote me on that. I am not a fan of banning things. It just doesn't seem to work. But again, uh, what do I know? I mean, I know our federal government is still trying to work out some kind of deal with TikTok and who's going to run rut and who's going to want, you know, do this. So we'll see what happens if uh, if anything happens, because uh, we all know where the information goes back to, don't we? Yes, I think we do. You know, you know where it goes. Yeah, of course you do. And I know I see where uh, this government uh, is still pissed at Elon for buying Twitter and kicking the uh, kicking the government out. So they are now suing SpaceX for routinely discouraging asylees and refugees from applying and refuse to hire or consider them because of their citizenship status between September of 2018 and May of 2022. So according to this story, an asylee is a person who has been granted asylum. They are authorized to work in the U.S., may apply for Social Security card, may request permission to travel overseas, and can apply to bring family members to the country. Um, Elon says, no, I'm only, I was only allowed to hire citizens and green card holders because of export control laws. The DOJ says that's not correct. Oh, that's interesting because uh, I see where a tweet from his mother talked about her bringing her Canadian friend, a lawful U.S. permanent resident with a green card to the SpaceX offices, but she had not received security clearance because she was not a U.S. citizen. So she has photos of them outside of the SpaceX offices. Huh. 
interesting and now they're saying hey uh elon won't hire the refugees to work at the rocket sites not u.s citizens no green cards rocket sites would you like to explain this and elon actually uh replied to his mother's tweet saying exactly it's insane so big surprise there that uh the government is going after elon and spacex although he just sent a crew up to the iss so i mean he's still participating in the space program we'll see all the stories talk about this is not the first time that mr musk's companies have been accused of discriminatory behavior a group of former employees of the social media website formerly known as twitter now x followed a lawsuit earlier this month uh, earlier this month alleging that mr musk engaged in gender age and racial discrimination okay all right so they got pissed because he fired everybody or fired a bunch of people and now they're suing him all right all right part of the problem is is that those people probably worked for the fbi i don't know that though i don't know that i just know that it's your tax dollars hard at work yeah hard at work all right i am still i'm so mugged up with this uh, plague that i have i'm gonna leave you with the joke of the day and then i'm gonna get out of here and uh, see if i can if I can get this thing taken care of. If you were the one that sent this to me, uh, thank you. I don't remember uh, where I got this from. It's not mine. So uh, I just want to give credit where credit is due. If it's you uh, listening, thank you. I appreciate it. If it's not you, go ahead and take credit for it anyway. Okay. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie? I don't know. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie? Duh. Ken came in a different box. You know... You can use that one. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.